Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm the newly vaccinated Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the Vax Club. I'm a Moderna man myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Pfizer guy. Oh, and I got the J&J just before they suspended it, 12 hours before, in fact. <laughs> Talk about luck of the draw. <laughs> it, it, you know, they're all good as far as I'm aware, you know. They're, they all have the same blood co- um, adverse reaction rate, as it turns out. Hmm. Extremely small, but not ballpark. zero. Yeah. yeah. yeah We've had just a lot of bad press four. about Moderna and, and Johnson Johnson. So, yeah, and AstraZeneca. But, and AstraZeneca, yeah. yeah. Which, you, which, which you can't get here, but. Right, which is prevalent in the UK and yeah. Europe, yeah. That's the Oxford one. We, um, but. And uh, what about Sputnik in Russia? Hmm? Anyway. Obviously, <laughs> obviously we need to, again, say that the, 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 every, I hope, I hope that everybody listening to us um, knows that the, the vaccines are safe. They are effective. Yeah. It, it, it get the vaccine. Yeah. For the love of Christ. You, please. You know what has a 10 times the rate of blood clots than the vaccine that I just got on Sunday? Oh, can I guess? Getting I'm COVID. Gonna... <laughs> oh. That yeah, wasn't they, my they guess. I was going to guess aspirin, but yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, getting COVID yeah. is 10 times the, the yeah. <laughs> Well, there's yeah. There there have been mm-hmm. like some uh some people that have contracted COVID after they got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um about 5,000 people out of the, you know, millions of people that have gotten the vaccine. There are so many reasons to get the vaccine and there are so few reasons not to. Uh so please everybody. How many of those 5,000 uh you know went into the hospital? I don't know. And died. I don't yeah. think many, right? Because they're saying it's pretty, yeah. pretty effective about keeping right. you from the worst, the worst right. syndromes. Yeah. I right. don't think that. Uh, yeah, no. It's please, please, please get the vaccine. Yeah, everybody, please. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's safe in the way that commercial airline flight is safe. It's not that nothing ever ever goes wrong, but it's really uncommon. Yeah, and people are working really hard to make sure that it stays super, super uncommon. So, yeah. you know, if you'd be willing to get on a commercial jet to fly somewhere, you you should be willing to to get uh, you know a, a vaccine jab. And you know, and if you actually have some kind of rare medical condition that means you shouldn't get it, you know, talk to your physician about that because there's an excellent chance your physician will be like, "Hey, this is what we can do," or whatever. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and tell your family to get a vaccination to protect you. That's Please. right. Yes. And, and excuse me, I just want to. I just want to say, Sue is saying get a vaccination. Right. <laughs> this is. I don't important. usually do that. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. This is the canary. I, right. <laughs> you know, 
And, and Sue's the one who alerted us to fluoridation in the water being a communist plot to corrupt our precious bodily fluids, right? Wasn't that you? No. That was, I think that was you. Uh, that was that was the guy Dr. Strangelove. Never mind. Oh, there you go. Yeah. General Jack D. Ripper. Okay, and if so, you do get the vaccine, go online and report anything that happens to you because we're still in that mode where it's really important that the researchers get all the data that we can possibly right. provide. And when you get your shot, they give you a, a, a note that tells you where you can go do that. So I had yeah. wicked chills from the vaccination. I had my ski pants, <laughs> my sweater, <laughs> my socks on. This is the, about eight hours later. I'm in bed with two quilts and I could not get warm, oh. but that was really, that was my only symptom. That was the only thing. And it was just my immune system going, you know, it basically said flame on and yeah. only it went the other way. I guess flame off. The yes. last thing, exactly. the last thing that we should say is when you get the vaccine, um, it's very important. And before and after hydrate yourself, like drink a lot of water or a lot of Gatorade or whatever you want, like make sure you're very hydrated. Make sure that when you take it, you move your arm around, like flex your arm, moving around like regularly. So, uh, so your muscle doesn't stiffen up because that's, that's what happens too. And don't take any Advil or or any um, ibuprofen or or any um, Aleve. Or any oh uh, no, aspirin's okay. Really, anti-inflammatories. You want to avoid those because aspirin's this is an anti-inflammatory. Yes, anti-inflammatory. Yes, yeah, you, you want to be. And I have, I still have a, a sprained thumb. So last week they were like, "Don't take any anti-inflammatory." I'm like, "Oh, oh God, Jesus!" But um, <laughs> so that was this was hard. I just started taking a leave again. Thank God. Oh. But um, yeah, uh, I- it, it's an inflammatory disease. So you don't want to take the vaccine. And have an anti-inflammatory because, yeah, you want it to work. So everybody getting sick, everybody like you got, um, you know, like uh, like symptoms or something like that. That's just what happens. Uh, please don't take any anything because uh, it'll weaken the result and you don't want, you know, the vaccine to just not work. So that's true. Actually, for, for breast yeah. cancer survivors... Um, folks, I was not told this until I got there and the public health nurse talked to me because I am a breast cancer survivor. And whichever side you had surgery on, usually they take a note or two. Do not get the shot on that on that side, on that shoulder, because all those lymph glands swell up and it's miserable. So you want to pick mm. the other side, the other shoulder, which is not commonly heard. And I've actually now heard it on um, some of the science channels. They were talking about it, but because some of the stiffness in your shoulder is actually your lymph nodes getting a oh. uh, sort of fill up a little bit. That's so, fascinating. Thank and you. Yeah, not not terrible, but just you know, if you have a choice, pick pick the other shoulder, pick yeah. the opposite shoulder. And if you've had breast cancer on both sides, you know, you, yeah, whatever, it's not get terrible. it in the butt or something. Yeah, like get it in your butt. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it in my non-dominant we are not shoulder. Doctors. Yeah, do not do not try this at home. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah we're not anyway, doctors. Just we're just passing on information that we have learned from professionals. Well, what if I like yeah. 
crystallized it and then snorted it like it was Coke. Would that work? No. <laughs> so hydrate yourself. It goes straight to your brain. Hydrate <laughs> yourself. Make sure that you keep your arm in motion. Uh, if you are a breast cancer survivor, um, then have the shot in, in the opposite shoulder. Um, and uh, make sure that you don't take any anti-inflammatories. If you need to take um, if you have any pain or or anything like that, take Tylenol or aspirin, acetaminophen. And if you <laughs> and if you have uh, questions, comments, or other responses you'd like to send us, you can email us at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org or at civilpoliticsfm to tweet at us or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. Also, our website is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, and that's got recordings of, you know, booster episodes of the show and other cool stuff like that. So Nice segue, Mike. Uh, I try. So further segueing, moving from, you know, good news and, and, and positive social developments, let's uh, talk about uh, a much different kind of getting a shot. Uh, problem that we have in the U.S. As much, that is a worse segue. It is a worse segue. <laughs> it I is. A, yeah. Because so it's a crappier uh, which, topic. Which shooting are we going to talk about first, Mike? Chauvinism. Yeah. Oh, Sue. Oh, Sue. I kind of, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I. You know, you know, all of them suck. So I, I, I <sighs> kind of don't care. But all right. Well, let's start with Derek Chauvin. Um or is it Eric? I can't remember. Anyway, regardless. Derek. Eric. Derek with a D. Oh, oh it's, no, it's Eric, isn't it? Derek with a D. Yeah. Do I we think care? Right. He should go to jail. Yes. That, that <laughs> would I mean, mean that's clear. <laughs> um, I believe the both prosecution and defense have rested in his trial, so they're going to have closing arguments probably. No, it is Derek with a D. Yeah, they, they my, should have had closing arguments today when the show airs, and then... You know, who knows how long it'll take for the jury to come back. Uh, yeah, I, I just I'm glad that uh, the, the the prosecution seems to have done uh, as good a job as they have of making the circumstances clear. Uh, from what I could tell, the defense really didn't have like uh, a strong alternative alternative theory of what happened to, you know, sufficiently exonerate. Uh, uh, former officer Chauvin for his misconduct. Uh, so didn't they yeah. just they just have to uh, get one person that has to be uh, beyond a right? Uh, what is it? Reasonable, doubt. reasonable doubt. One person to have, yeah. a, have a reasonable doubt. Like you know, but did he actually do something wrong? And I mean, that did he the, get car exhaust instead of being killed by a policeman on standing on his neck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there's 12 jurors and they do all have to uh, agree to convict. So it's possible mm. that this isn't that that he will wind up being acquitted. But they've got three different levels of of uh, criminal uh, culpability charged against him. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hoping that something is going to stick because uh, it it's not. <sighs> This is going to sound terrible, but it's not that he killed uh, poor Mr. Floyd per se. That I, I, it's the look on his face when he did it. It is the way in which he did it. 
Like, you know, this isn't to uh, exonerate anyone. Um, there was a, a footage from uh, Chicago released of a, of a 13-year-old boy who was shot a few months ago by a police officer. And that police officer shot him uh, far too quickly. Um, and the, the young man- just released this week, wasn't it? It's yes, yes. Released. Just, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I think, I think Thursday, I think the, the 15th, I think is when it was released. Yeah. Um, that's when I saw it. And, uh, the, there, there is some evidence to suggest that, uh, the, uh, the young, the young boy actually did have a gun at one point, but when he stops and is confronted by the police officer, he doesn't have it. Uh, and his hands are empty and he lifts them up. And as he turns with his hands raised and empty uh, to the police officer, the police officer shoots him. And that I think is, un- you know, it's unconscionable. It's bad behavior. Um, but it is, I-, I, can, I can grant him at least the fig leaf of it was the heat of the moment. He was overhyped. You know, he 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 acted foolishly, impulsively, whatever, you know. I, that's not uh, any kind of uh, defense, but it does change my opinion of the shooter um, because it's not that he stood there and pulled the trigger for nine minutes before the bullet came out. And that's what Chauvin did. I mean, yeah. I'm I, I'm hardly breaking new ground by saying this, but just I think it bears repeating uh, the reason why I am so upset with Derek Chauvin is because not only did he slowly asphyxiate another person, a fellow American, a citizen he was charged to protect, but also he did it with, oh man, the look on his face. Um... You know, I actually watched uh, the yeah. classic 1973 movie Day of the Jackal last night, and Edward Fox as the Jackal, as the, uh, you know, remorseless hired killer, had a similar look on his face when he killed people who got in his way. And I know that's a that's a movie versus real life, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I think the... It's a lack of what... humanity. The exactly. best way I can put my feelings on it, um, or the best way to put my feelings on this subject is um, I can't uh, because we are on the radio mm. and the FCC uh, does have rules about uh, content and use of language. Uh, so, um, and uh, if if anybody listening would like to know uh, how I am feeling about Derek Chauvin or uh, Officer Potter, uh, the shooting of Dante Wright. Oh, right. The, the one the, just the other day. Yeah. In Manhattan and the shooting also of, uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, it, it, outside a suburb, of I think. A suburb but. of Minneapolis. Um, not the same police department. Yes. Um, which is... Uh, if you want to know my feelings about that, then um, we would be racking up a lot of fines just so many uh the station would have to shut down um and we would we would we would oh my god yeah we'd be 
so yeah, I'm not going to say anything um, about my personal feelings about the subject. Just, I just want to put that out there. Just think about that and extend that for about 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> the screed that I would uh, perform for all of you would be epic. Uh, and also just so anyway i don't like it i'm very unhappy about this uh i have negative feelings about it um you i'm hoping if i'm hoping that um chauvin gets the entire book thrown at him the maximum amount of time uh just he needs to be in jail and they need to they need to absolutely show that this is not acceptable that there is no weaseling out of this he is not going to get away with this he needs to pay for what he did not just because he deserves to pay for what he did but also because we need to see someone pay for what they did i am angry and that might not be the the most um, restorative justice uh, kind of thinking that I try to 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 I, that I try to do, um, but this is like this is like the the people that attack the Capitol, just throw them in jail. They throw them in jail, throw them all in jail, all of them. I don't. How are you, how do you mistake a gun and a taser? How do you do that? You're talking about the, oh, you're uh, talking about the officer who shot Dante. Potter, right? yes. Hmm. How, how do you do that? How are you going to shoot a 13-year-old kid in Chicago? The video was just released. We just talked about it. How are you going to do that? You're supposed to be protecting us. That's the whole, that's your whole deal, isn't it? Yeah. You're supposed to be upholding the law. I know you're not, you're not, I know that police are not legally responsible for protecting people. That is not something that, that is not in their job. It should be, but, you know, it's not. But you're supposed to be upholding the law. You're supposed to be stopping criminals. You're not supposed to be becoming criminals. We make it incredibly easy for police not to be criminals. So it's like it's like if they want to break the law, they have to literally fall on their face. It's so incredibly difficult for a police officer to actually break a law. And you did it. Wow, like honestly, that's that's impressive. That's impressive that a police officer can actually break the law because it's anyway. <laughs> it's just to the protections and the power that we give police officers uh, and the police department, it, it just in America, just in general, is insane. It's so it's the opposite of accountable 
Yeah, yes. they're not. Yeah, they're not. A, they're not accountable. They can't be held accountable. By design. Yeah, they, by exactly. Design. And they they literally cannot be held accountable because we've built up so much uh, protections for police um, to do whatever the hell they want, especially in larger cities. Uh, where uh, police unions are very strong, where police have a lot of political power. Um, you, you know, you can't even sue them. You can't even sue police for, for something that they did. They, like, they break, they break protocol. They break, you can't even sue them. It's insane. Yeah, the, was the it qualified of, immunity? Yeah, Exa- that. Yeah, exactly that. That 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 doctrine, which was invented by the Supreme Court uh, in a decision. Uh, so, if you want to talk about judges legislating from the bench, Jesus that's a great Christ. example thereof. Yeah. Just so. What do you What do you think is going to happen this week? I we're I guess I'm guessing that they're going to make sure the jury verdict comes out sort of in the middle of the week next week or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rather than over the weekend, they'll probably send them home. Right. I assume. I, they will very likely, the, the jurors. jurors will be excused over the weekend. Yes. I don't know if they're being yeah. sequestered or not. They're not. They, okay. they weren't earlier in the week. People were talking about that being a kind of a mistake, but. Whatever. I mean, they, they, they were the defense brought up the point that because another black person got shot in the area that the that the jury should be sequestered. And the judge was like, that has no bearing on this case. So yeah. are you saying that yeah. because a, a because another black person got shot, that your client would not have a fair trial? Is that what you're saying? That's basically what I was hearing. Like when I was listening yeah. to the radio, like um, one thing I do want to say, and I, I think this is very important in the trial before the defense rested, uh, they they did put um, Chauvin on the stand and he did uh, invoke his Fifth Amendment rights. And um, no matter how angry I am, that is a right that he has. He has the right yes. to not yep. testify and incriminate himself. And that does not mean that he would that if he testified, he would incriminate himself in the crime that he is charged with. He could be like they could question him and some another crime comes out that we don't know about. Uh, if I recall correctly, one of Mr. Floyd's associates uh, invoked his Fifth Amendment right to not testify. During yeah, the trial, didn't he? Because yeah. they would be like, you you do drugs, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're like, it, it's that is that is someone's right, and it it cannot well, count. They gave against him the $20 them. bill that was, was yeah, not real, yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> that can't count against, against, against him. There is enough evidence, but please, yeah, you don't have to testify against yourself. It's real yeah. basic principle in this country. Exactly. Yeah. And I really want to stress to everybody listening, no matter how angry I am, no matter how like mad and just livid I am about this week, that is his right. That is the, and that is something that's important because you don't want to lose that right. No, we so, don't. Please, just there's enough to 
I'm not gonna. Okay, <laughs> that would be too violent. <clears throat> so I'd I'd like to say thank God for cameras and everybody's phone mm-hmm. because. Mm. You know, if they'd had those during the Nazis, we'd actually see the sadist look on their face as they murdered people. And that's how I feel about Derek Chauvin, is that he looked like a sadistic son of a gun to me as he basically asphyxiated George Floyd. And, you know, they proved, you know, they proved it in many ways. They showed that Chauvin's foot was not on the ground, that he was actually pulling his full weight on the guy's neck. It's just, you know, they really captured it from about eight angles and how horrifying for the family. But we could see it. Everybody could see what happened. And, you know, without cameras on everybody's phone, we wouldn't have three angles and body cameras. And, yeah, it's it's the only reason this is really coming out as clearly as it is for everybody to see. Undeniable. Just undeniable. Black Americans have been talking about police brutality, have been talking about police, um, like over-policing and uh, uh, police-caused deaths and all of this for decades and decades and decades. The only reason why it's coming out now and people are really upset now is because well, not not the only reason, but a major reason is because everybody like they, these things have been filmed. Like the guy that shot that guy in the back while he was trying to run away, yep, and then oh, tried yeah. to cover it up. Like mm-hmm. that would have gotten covered up. Yes, yeah, that deep sixed. Yeah, yep. that if yep. it was te- if it was like 10, 20 years ago, and there was there and someone just had like a flip phone and didn't have a camera like a video camera on it, then he would have gone away with it. A lot of these people would have gotten away with it, and this is this is uh, this is uh, uh, the same effect that the news cameras had back during the the, the, the civil famous rights yes. civil rights movement in the sixties. Because it's like, oh, look at the police brutality, you know? It, look at it, the dogs it, and the fire hoses. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and so absolutely, you know, I I grew up. You know, like I learned, uh, there was a, there was a lot in my American history class in high school about the civil rights movement. So you know, it was very clear that uh, racism is bad, civil rights are good, police brutality bad. You know, I I understood all that. Um, and when I'd see instances of it in the news, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Um, what has changed over the past few years? is simply that I now have seen just how pervasive it truly is. It's not a few atavistic outliers. It's not, yeah, well, you know, nothing's perfect. It's like, no, this is all over the place. It is omnipresent. It's, it, well, it's, it's, it's ubiquitous and it's common and it's frequent and it's a problem. This isn't just a small holdover from the bad old days, the bad old days are still here. And that is the big shift. And having seen that I, for myself, you know, I don't, I don't want to ignore it. And I, I don't want this to continue. You know, um, I, I, I've never lived without the, you know, this is the world I've, I've lived in and grown up in for 51 years now. And, uh, I don't know quite what it would be like to live in a world without 
uh, white supremacy and and police murdering black people like this. But you know what? I'm keen to give it a try. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> keen, yes. Uh, Sounds yay. like an adventure. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? You're such a such a preppy. Yes. I, I, God, I yes. freely admit it. Guilty as charged. Anyway, are we at the point where we should take a short break, John? Oh, we're over. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then we are going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, station IDs, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts are joining me, Michael Dow, as we talk more about uh, the politics and civility. Oh, my God. Um, Sue, yeah. we got top billing. We never get top billing. I, I thought it would be a good idea to try and feign humility this time. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. That, okay. Yeah. okay. Things make sense again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> the humility changed its spots. Got it. It's true. Trying to make sure you stay on the show, but 
I, yeah. you know, I feel honored yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> I, feel so, honored, I feel honored just to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, civil politics so white. Um, so, excuse uh, me. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the old Oscar hashtag, but anyway, I, I guess. So, what do you I, mean, we we white man? <laughs> Touche. So, you know, uh, uh, kidding around aside, we were during during our intershow uh, break there, or intrashow break, I should say. Uh, we were. Uh, just remarking on how we really hope justice is seen to be done in the case of Derek Chauvin, uh, because, you know, we would prefer not to see a paroxysm of violence uh, befall Minneapolis and other cities in the U.S. or around the world uh, at, you know, if people are outraged at, uh, you know, lawlessness and and, and evil prevailing. Um, and it reminds me. Actually, because uh, we were talking also a bit about foreign policy, and I don't know if you guys have been following what's happening in Northern Ireland lately. Yeah, pretty violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 really like the troubles have just come bubbling up. You know, twenty three years after the uh, Good Friday Accords, and uh, obviously the two, you know, what's happening in Northern Ireland and what has happened in. Minneapolis and Chicago and many other American cities is not exactly the same. But there are, I think, some underlying commonalities that I think are are worth noting. And uh it 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 really underscores for me the truth of the old uh the old old saying, no justice, no peace. Because uh in Northern Ireland, uh because of the shameless duplicity of the uh, Boris Johnson and his Tory government um, after saying that it would be unconscionable to have any kind of customs border between Northern Ireland and the rest of Britain uh, or to leave Northern Ireland sort of uh, sort of as a rump attachment to the European Union after Brexit, that is exactly what's happening. And that is exacerbating, you know, the tensions that have been sort of paved over and left to sort of, you know, lying fallow for all these years uh, since the, uh, uh, you know, peace accords were struck. And it's it's sad to see, but this peace process is still an ongoing process. Um, even though there are people, you know, who are, you know, graduating from college who were born after the uh, uh, Good Friday Accords were signed, it's still a live enough issue that you'll see people taken to the streets and throwing, you know, petrol bombs, as they say. Um, and the tensions between nationalist and unionist or loyalist, whichever term you want to use there, uh, factions, is still there beneath the surface. Um, the communities of Protestants and Catholics still don't intermingle. and. Uh, it's sad to see that people are are still, you know, are still relying on the large concrete and metal walls and steel cages and whatnot that were put up during the troubles. They're still there, and right now people are glad to have them again. And it's 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 heartbreaking. And 
uh, you know, the 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 more we allow uh, corrupt, uh, unjust behavior from uh, from from law enforcement, from our government, uh, the more we the more we move towards that kind of unrest, those kinds of troubles here in the USA. And I I really hope that uh, Britain and Ireland can can work it out in ways that don't turn back into a bubbling civil war. Um, but yeah, it's it it's 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 shocking to me. Um, and and you know uh, you know any kind of police misconduct is only going to stoke it even further in in Britain or, or Ireland. So I don't know. Do you guys have a thought on that, or are you like, yeah, Mike, uh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had like someone I know, uh, um, not like basically someone that has uh, come on to my uh, Friday streams, um, like Twitch streams, and when I talk about politics, um, mm-hmm. uh, they're from Ireland, and they mm-hmm. uh, they were like, "This is getting really bad." It's not, it's not, it's, it is not ideal. Um, the, uh, just the, like Brexit caused so many problems and we're going to see not just problems that we were expecting like this one, because we all knew this was going to happen, Yeah, but this was a hard to solve. Yeah. I remember that piece that Michael gave us that was explained all the reasons that was not a solvable problem yeah. sort of that it was yeah the constraints were intense yeah yeah the, the the only way to truly have uh have the united kingdom become separate from the european union was to cut northern ireland loose exactly which they don't want obviously. right which which defeats the whole purpose of the idea of a united kingdom <laughs> yeah so which they're they're really not but like the True, we're going to be yeah. seeing new and we are breaking our our non-brexit rule but um um <laughs> uh, we are going to be seeing new issues new problems new um new hitches in any plans that it, it, for for decades to come uh they, they're this is the 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 ties that Britain had with the European Union and just cutting them off in in a way that's not phased or a way that's not pl- specifically planned out um, is is going to be terrible. There's going to be harm done, uh, and I really hope that the the British people and like ba- basically everybody watching like remembers this. That this is this is the direct result of a just a horrible vote that was put into place just to solidify try to solidify power. They didn't think this was actually going to happen. Mm. This wasn't that's planned. Right. They called for a vote. They didn't think it would go that way. No, they, yeah, he, they, was yeah. it Cameron that agreed to it? It was Cameron. Him? Yes. Yeah, he wanted yes. to. Yeah. He wanted to to solidify his his base. Um, yep. This is like if Trump. Uh, like had a um, and he was like losing the uh, the the primary or something, and he uh, released a uh, a plan to completely shut down the border and take away money from from schools to build the wall, and he yeah. was putting it into place, 
um, and to to rile up his base, and then it actually passed. Yeah. Then what happens? You know, like it, it's it's it was putting your country at risk for political power, and and that happens all the time. But this was just such an amazing. It's well, just it'd be insane. it'd be like you know Texas decides to double down on the problems they had with their power grid and actually vote to secede. Yeah. It's like, okay, great, you've done that. Now what? You know, and and what are they gonna, you know, what are you gonna do about it? Hey, so by the way, you know, you're you're becoming independent. So there's this free trade agreement between the United States and Mexico, and you're of course you're on the border with Mexico, but if you're a sovereign nation, you're not necessarily part of it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start good having job. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that actually that's actually a pretty good parallel. You know, you'd be like, okay, so now there's going to be customs and import duties between you and the United States and you and Mexico. Like, you're not going to have free trade with anybody. So, yeah. is that really what you want? This is this is the kind of not thinking it through that we're talking about. And- exactly. When you do anything political, when you do anything with laws, and this is this is true. And I I remember Mike saying this years ago. Um, that really, that really stuck with me. You need to, like, you need to think about why you are writing a law mm. before you write a law. What is the point? What is your end game? And you need to make sure that this is something that will be beneficial. It's a, it's something that you, it's a, you're giving people a right or you're taking away a right. And if you, one of those things, you need to make sure that this is something you absolutely need to happen or else the law is useless you don't need the law or it's destructive or it's destructive yeah you you, either you need the law or you don't need the law and if you don't need the law if it's not fixing anything it's and this is the reason i'm bringing this up is because i was um i'm remembering this because i was in a discussion with someone online about uh the um voter id laws and the voter the voter suppression laws in georgia exactly Mm -hmm. and it's like do you really need this law you don't need this law. There's no issue. There's no um, problems with your voting system. This was the most secure election right. in a American history. Do you need this? And if you, if the answer is no, then you don't write it. Well, uh, the people who are writing it feel they need it because they didn't like the result of the election. I mean, it's basically it, it's it's very pat to say that, but it really does seem to be true. You know, it doesn't seem like there's any other issue to address other than, wow, that election didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Let's t- let's make it harder for people to vote. Let's let's give people f- less time to vote, fewer opportunities to vote, fewer ways to to, you know, to identify themselves when they go to the polls to prove that they can vote. Um, and it's a <clears throat> by the way, I just want to correct a little bit of misinformation that's been that's been noodled, pushed out into the waters to hopefully confuse people, uh, which was that pe- uh, people were saying like, oh, yeah, well, you know, because uh, they're so uh, upset with this new law in Georgia, Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta to Colorado, to, uh, uh, you know, Coors Field where uh, the Colorado Rockies play. And that's, you know, uh you know, in response to voter suppression in Georgia. But of course, you know, the law is just as terrible, if not worse, in Colorado, you know, and uh, they point to how Colorado has fewer days of in-person voting and whatever. Uh, and that... Idiots. Well, that neglects the fact that 
everyone gets every registered voter gets a ballot mailed to them in Colorado. So everybody in Colorado can vote by mail. Literally, like that's that's yeah. the main way that people vote in Colorado. Right. And the main and, way that people vote in Colorado, they vote by mail. That's the that's the that's just what they do for right. decades. They've done right. that. So they don't need to have as much in-person voting. And yet they still do have you can still vote early before election day. You know, there are still ways to vote in person, even if you can't make it out on that particular Tuesday. So it's just it's it's yeah, it's dishonest. So. And that was my little partisan jab at the Republicans for tonight because. (laughs) (laughs) And you notice how quiet I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) later I'll say, oh, well, my dog was barking, so I was just quiet. (laughs) Well, you got to get get with your people. I'm serious right now. Like, (laughs) I just like you need to you need to talk to your community. Okay, you're causing issues. Um, You need to go into your community and handle, you know, your people. Uh, because people are getting hurt. The, the moderates <laughs> is that what the is that what the white and, people tell the black people? Like you need to look to your community and and handle yeah. your community. <laughs> well, yeah. the, the moderates need to step forward and contain the radical elements within some community. Yes, I just saw a mm-hmm. uh, a story that um, said like people within the Republican Party are hoping that the that the justice system or or like private lawsuits are going to take care of Trump. Like you gonna you're gonna be that craven, you're gonna be that cowardly. Like they Well, people are kind of cowardly. I have to say I've I found over the years that yeah, people don't always stand up, especially if they're afraid that they'll be targeted or they're gonna be the ones that, you know, get get um pilloried for it. So I, I understand that impulse to, you know, protect your family and and not stick your neck out too far. But if yeah, they I, if if they all got together, if all the moderates in 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 Congress got together, all the moderate Republicans and and, and just said, look, this is enough. Um and they don't have to directly attack the president or something. They just need to say this is enough. We are going to move on. Then, uh, if, if there are safety in numbers. Like they, they won't like torch everybody's house. You know, like well, you but, know how po- politicians work. They work sort of slowly, and they keep hiding and hiding. And mm-hmm. then when the parade forms, they get right in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I know. but I have to say, I've never really cared for the Cheneys very much. They seem to be a family that are kind of grifters, yeah. you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I I agree. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. But Lynn Cheney, I have to say, or Lynn Cheney, which is how they pronounce it. I was about to I ask you about. She, <laughs> oh. Yeah, she she really is. Yeah, she is. I have to say that she's kind of standing out there in the wind, and um, you know, we'll see if she is can be continue to be successful because I think she's laid a lot of that on the line and mm. has really just made it really clear where she stands. And it gives all the quote male politicians, someone to hide behind, you know, and it often is, forgive me as a feminist, it often is uh, women who stand up. I know there's a special right now on a woman who lost her son and took on the clan. I think it's on one of the, um, you know, public television stations, but you know, it's, it's often, Folks who really kind of figure they have nothing else to lose and um, the principle of it really drives them and they, you know, they lose businesses and, Mm -hmm. you know, status and money and 
but it, it is those people that move us forward. It really is. And so I have to say I've developed a new respect for Lynn Cheney. So, well, anyway, I'll leave it at that. But yes, if everybody banded together, there would be movement, but that won't really happen until people are sure that the king is dead because they don't want to be targeted. And it's, you know, people are, you know, they are all the all the bad actors over the years. They get away with stuff for quite a long time before the masses kind of decide that it's safe to take on the uh, monster. And yeah. then they get the pitchforks and they go, they go oh, after yeah. them. They, fe- so, they fed it, the troll enough that the troll became <laughs> more powerful than they can control. Yeah. Yep. And this is, this is the result. Like this is what happened. This is the end result of decades of misinformation. <clears throat> and I think all of that segues nicely, you know, Lynn Cheney and her dad and the out of control and uh, peace processes and whatnot. I think that all segues to the other thing we really said we kind of wanted to touch on tonight, which is uh, President Biden has announced that uh, come September 11th of 2021, uh, all American forces will be out of Afghanistan, finally. Does that mean all American forces or because, like, is he going to leave, like, like advisors? Um, maybe he's going to leave advisors. I I actually – I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But – yeah, they he said, said you know, all 2,500, <laughs> but I I think we always have operatives. They're not necessarily military. You know, they're special the CIA force. Kind of thing? I mean, CIA, operatives, you're not yeah. going to – I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like yeah. official people because this is – like when you say all troops out, then you say, but these advisors in. That's the that's the thing. Like you're not going to we, – we can't – we've – the NSA and everything, where we've they they're they're off on their own. They're Section Thirty One. They're done. Like that. That's it. They like we can we can try to control them. We can't. <laughs> oh, a skeptic of government. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, gee, me? A skeptic of government? I don't know what you mean. My Our government good. is entirely I'm trustworthy have to go and honest. Stacy for some pearls to clutch. Yes. because that is shocking. me skeptical of government you are both mistaken you can trust our government to always be honest and upright (laughs) there's a difference between being skeptical of government and uh wanting to dismantle the government (laughs) yeah yeah um good point you know like yeah anyway uh I think it's good. And I think um, he's trying to do it and he's doing it in a, in a deliberate and um, in a deliberate way. So the generals uh, are worried though, right? The generals have been pushing back because they don't probably never mind announcing the date. They always go wild with that. Yeah. Well, then they'll, you know, bomb us on the date or they'll wait until we leave. And then NATO, 100% of NATO said it's, it's a good idea. Oh, that's interesting. I had Everybody. That. Oh, there interesting. was no dissent. NATO just said, yeah, huh. okay. So yeah. screw them. That, I mean, like, the the thing is that uh, we, um, like, we draw down the troops. Maybe other countries go in there. Maybe uh, we actually are talking to people. <gasps> what? Yeah, maybe we're actually, like talking and making sure that things don't go wrong or something like that. Like there's, 
you know, there's stuff that you can do. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's they're not that building difficult. coalitions or yeah. he's rejoining coalitions. What yeah. do you think of Russia and the, you know, sort of the Ukraine and what's going on there? Because that's another Jeez. sort of developing adventure. Oh, and, and, and um, how Putin uh, just forced the, the his government to change the constitution so he could remain in power for another like yeah. six, seven years. And Biden just put in some sanctions, I think, today yep. or yesterday or That's tomorrow. I forget. Because of yeah. the solar winds. Hack. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That, that needs to happen. That has honestly, needed to happen. Honestly, my hot take is that part of the reason Biden wants to pull down out of Afghanistan finally – and this farcical debacle is that he wants to uh, free up the the troops and the resources and everything to deploy them in the Ukraine if it seems necessary. Oh boy! Because f- frankly, uh, Afghanistan has has you know is, is famously the graveyard of empires, but uh, the government of the Ukraine is not hopelessly corrupt, is uh, at least somewhat competent. And would like us there, and uh, a direct confrontation between the United States and the and the, the Russian military um, would be horrible, but also very likely something that the United States would win. So, you know, that would have uh, advantages for us looking good, and also would strike a real blow against Vladimir Putin. And I think Biden would not shed any tears about making his life harder. So, you know, I I, I honestly think that in the back of his head, this that's part of what's going on is he, he's getting ready to uh, uh, make it possible for the U.S. Just, to have a showdown with Russia and Ukraine. But I, I don't just know. Want, I, I just want to have like just a few years without us like starting fights. Like we're just it's tw- it's been 20 years. We got it. We got into Afghanistan 20 years ago. Like, can we just. Yeah. Oh, God, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted I just want to stop like sending troops places. Just can we have a year off? Is that too much? <laughs> can we just is that something that we can hook up? Just a year off? I don't well, know. Well, you know, cli- climate change is gonna make all the countries sort of <laughs> turn and look at that's the common enemy, right? Hopefully it'll take everybody's mind off fighting and we'll start to work on climate change. And if the Republicans actually let us try to fight climate change, yeah. again, talk oh, to people. As soon as there's money in it, as soon as there's money in it, we'll be there. Oh, there's God. already money in it. <laughs> Not enough. Well, first oh, we have to extract all the tons. oil money. Uh. Yeah. Yay! This has been a really happy and not at all depressing <laughs> show. Yay! Oh, boy. <laughs> so, hey, is- the Boston Symphony Orchestra had a real concert today. Oh, nice! Like with a hundred, I think a hundred in the audience or something. Yeah, it's um. So we're we're gonna we're starting to open up again. So. Hey, we might actually be in the studio at some point soon. Yeah, we're all we're all that. getting vaccinated. I'm pretty hyped about it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So, but I guess I hear the music. So <clears throat> I guess we're going to wrap up tonight uh, for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next, we've got Subculture at 8, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll have a podcast version of this show uploaded to the various services uh, in wee hours on Monday morning. And uh, we have a repeat broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. So listen to us all over again. 
But that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics. We'll be back more next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. The political climate of today's world is extremely polarized, and nuanced conversations are dead. And I shouldn't have to say this, the bi-weekly chaotic good podcast, well, all of those things are still true. Co-host Nicole and Janra do their very best to hold honest conversations about everything political, from art to policy, finance, and electoral strategy, with humor and humility. From a couple of opinionated leftists dead set on creating a better world and fighting misinformation wherever and from whoever it crops up from. Search for I Shouldn't Have to Say This on your favorite podcast listening app, or you can visit saythiscast.com. I Shouldn't Have to Say This is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network.